0: I'm actually going to come down here and talk to you today because I need to see your beautiful faces more. And I also want you to have some part in this message. So, yeah, I hope people can see me okay if you can't move around. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not any taller. (laughs) For everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. We are in the midst of the Christmas season, but another celebration is upon us, the turning of the old year to the new. That kind of caught me by surprise the other day when I put that together and went, oh, wow. And there's something about that shift from December 31st to January 1st that encourages us to stop and take stock. It's not the actual date, of course. Many cultures celebrate the new year at different times, and in fact, the beginning of the liturgical year, or the church year, falls on the first Sunday of Advent, not on January 1st. Regardless of when we celebrate it, however, the turning of the year offers us the opportunity to reassess our lives and to start afresh. Now, some of us do this by making New Year's resolutions. Does anybody do that, where you make New Year's resolutions? Yeah, some of you do. That's all right. Yeah. Um, Many of you don't because, as all of us know, such pledges are notoriously easy to abandon. Um, But as Bruce Epperly wrote, the New Year's resolutions, even when they last only a few days, remind us that we can be transformed, that we can become new creations, that we don't have to live by business as usual but can see our lives in a new way. Now there are many ways to take stock, of course. Uh, Reverend Janet Hunt writes about her father's practice. She says, when my sisters and I were very young, every year on Christmas day, my dad would bundle up against the cold and head into our backyard and prune the grapevines. It was a task he always seemed glad to do alone, not that any of us were jumping at the chance to go out and work in the cold. He later said it gave him a chance to clear his head after a rare late night out with friends. More than that, he used that quiet time and space to reflect on the year just past and to think ahead to what was before him in the year to come. Now... Most of us probably will not choose to go out and trim grapevines in the snow, especially since we don't have any. But I think it is helpful for us to spend some time pondering, in the words of Reverend Hunt, what our time has gone to and where we would like it to go to in the months to come. The passage from the third chapter of Ecclesiastes offers us a wonderful way to do this. Each of the phrases lends itself to a time of assessment. And with your help, I'd like to sort of demonstrate how this might work by using these phrases to look back at the previous year in this church. So this is a sermon where you get to talk. So I'm going to put out a statement, a question, and you get to respond if you feel so inclined, just so know that. I will also, of course, say things. So let's begin. A time to be born, a time to die. So who was born this year? So, I, what? Sophie, Sophie yes. My, I was going to say, if we don't know that. <laughs> Milo Lesher, anybody else have births in their family? Xavier. Xavier. Yeah, go ahead and shout it out. Your first great grandchild. Yeah, yeah, so there have been births. Who was baptized another kind of birth? Adam, who's sitting there, yay. <laughs> and Glafie and Sophie Mackey and Afshin Meneon and Caden and Kelly and River Crouch and Milo Lesher and Adam Lane. We had a lot of baptisms this year. Who passed from this life into the next? Yeah, yeah, Arlene, yeah. Your sister-in-law, your sister-in-law Patrick Smith Gerhart Bandry, yeah, a number of people. So you can do this too. You can acknowledge the births and deaths in your own life, but you also might ask yourself, "What was birthed, or what ended in my life this past year?" A time to plant a time to pluck up or harvest what has been planted. So what seeds has our congregation planted this past year? What seeds did we plant? Hmm. I think any time we work with children and youth, we are planting seeds, even little ones who sit and want to just look at the pictures. We are planting seeds, and I think we did that this year. Sunday school, vacation Bible school, youth group, um, Bible and book studies, Plant seeds. Uh, And our new statement, vision statement, is a planting of seeds. More on that in the coming weeks. Yeah. What programs or acts of service might have borne fruit this last year? Family promise? Family promise, big time. Yeah, a lot of the families that were here at our church were able to find housing and we helped them move toward that. Anything else? Shared bread always bears fruit. Yeah, all of those things. So in your own assessment, you might ask, what seeds did I plant and what came to fruition this past year? A time to kill. I think of that more as a time to release. So were there things that you released that you let go of this past year? In our church, were there things that we intentionally released this year? I you know, the United Methodist Women, for this year anyway, let go of a second rummage sale, let go of the Harvest Bazaar for this year anyway. That was something they felt they needed to do this year. That doesn't mean it's always, but this year. So there are things that we let go. A time to heal. How does our church offer help and healing and hope? What do we do later in the service? we pray right we pray for one another we pray and worship we pray on we offer prayer lists for people to pray at home we also offer monetary gifts to help people in need communion offering mission specials we make hospital and home calls and visits and i know it's i'm not the only one doing that that you do that as well pardon The the stuffed animals yes that we take to methodist hospital exactly yeah I'm sorry the toy drive for toys for Toberman Mm -hmm. yeah so you might think about how you gave or received help and healing and hope this past year a time to break down or tear down were there plans or projects or dreams that our congregation chose to reassess and change and when I was thinking about this right away, I thought about Martha's Circle, which has gone through a time of evolution this last year and recreating itself from folks that just made, not just, but made things for the bazaar and are now doing Bible study together, which is a planting of seeds in itself. Um, and I think there are other things that we have chosen to break down or tear down. So what if, if you're thinking about yourself, what plans or projects, or dreams did you reassess or change this past year? A time to build up. How has our church built up our communal life as well as the kingdom of God? How have we done that this past year? We have six new members and new families coming in to be with us. We've collaborated with other faith communities Um, in particular on things like shared bread and family promise and rise against hunger. We've done things like that to build up. And so you might ask yourself, what has been built up in or through me? A time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance. I put those all together. They seem to work together. So what brought us tears of grief? What gave us joy and led us to celebrate? During the past year, we grieved changes in our church family. We grieved moves. We grieved illness. We grieved deaths. We grieved the loss—I know I did—of longtime administrative assistant Elizabeth Port. We grieved a little of the decline in worship attendance and the turmoil, certainly, in the larger United Methodist Church. But we also laughed and played and celebrated in worship at potlucks and circle gatherings as we watched our children interact and while working together on all of those projects like Shared Bread and Family Promise and Rise Against Hunger. So you might ask yourself, what did I weep for? What did I mourn? What, did, what gave me joy? What, am I, what did I celebrate this last year? A time to throw or cast away stones, as in clearing a field, perhaps. So what did our church clear away to make space for new growth? Well, I sort of stretched this one when I thought about the refurbishing of the church office and the lounge bathroom, sort of a clearing away of old to make room for new. But I also... um, thought about how we have made space on our calendar and in our facility for many community groups, which is so helpful for people outside of our church that we have made space to welcome them in. So you might ask yourself, how and for what or whom did you clear space this past year? A time to gather stones together, as in building a wall or maybe relationships How did our church gather people together to build up the house of God? Well, obviously, we gathered together in worship, in circles, in the adult Sunday school, in the Wednesday study group, in the table of faith, in all those events that we have done together. So did you gather together or build up something this year? Time to embrace. A time to refrain from embracing. What did you... What did we embrace? Welcome. What were we thankful for? What have we embraced or welcomed? What were we thankful for this last year? Yeah. Pardon? New music. music. That's always good. New members, new friends. Children and families in our congregation, and yes, in Tots as well. (laughs) Polly knows about that. What else have we done? I think we are embracing the new groups that are coming into our facility. Um, uh, The charter school that is with us, and I totally support public schools, but the charter school has been an interesting experience for us, and they have certainly embraced us as we welcome them. I wish you had been here to see their program on Christmas program, they were wonderful. The kids were great, so we are embracing that. And all the things think of all the things we had on this wall as we were thinking about making that wall of gratitude that wave of gratitude this fall. All of those things. So, were there projects or ideas that you or that and were there, So you might think about things that you embraced, that you welcomed, that you were thankful for. And you also might think about if there were projects or ideas that you or that we decided not to embrace or to support. I don't have an answer for that one. You might. A time to seek. How did we seek guidance from the Holy Spirit, from others, from each other? how do we seek guidance particularly from the Holy Spirit oh, I hope we're doing that prayer I heard but I didn't catch Bible studies prayer times in worship I'm sorry reading your Bibles every day yes all of those things. And also, congregational and committee meetings and individual conversations. We seek guidance from one another and trust that the Holy Spirit is in that as well. I know we do that because I certainly do that of some of you. That's good. So, you might ask yourself from whom did I seek guidance this year? Or what am I seeking in life? Another good question. A time to lose. Are there things of which we lost sight or neglected over the past year? I think we may have um, neglected to have more opportunities for fellowship. So that's something we're going to work on in the coming year. And I also think we need to um, get a clearer picture of our finances here in the church. There are some things we have to work on alternatively were there some things that we laid aside for good reason and Beth I'm sorry what I thought of right away was the Christmas parade float which we laid aside for this year because it just wasn't going to happen for good reason so in your own assessment you mar- might act the same are the things that you are there things that you neglected or lost sight of maybe it's a friend maybe it's a relationship maybe it's something else Maybe you've laid aside something for a good reason. A time to keep, a time to throw away. When we think about this phrase, we have to ask ourselves what gives us meaning and what does not so we might say well what did we choose to keep because it gives us meaning well obviously we've chosen to keep traditions like the advent wreath and the advent song and the pumpkin festival and all that those fun things but we also have given up or thrown away things and mostly what comes to mind is stuff that's gone out of the office thanks to brenda and tammy (laughs) that is a good thing But we also didn't just throw things away, but we gave away things so that other people might make good use of them. Gifts of time and energy and money, toys for Toberman, space in our facility, all those are things that we didn't throw away, but we gave away. And so you might ask the same. What gives you meaning? What did you choose or are you choosing to keep? What are you ready to throw or give away? Time to tear. Here I think of the act of sewing. You know how you, you have to rip out something with that little seam ripper and it's a pain. <laughs> but you need to do it because otherwise it's not sewn right. And I think we did that. Have we dared, that we may have dared to rip out something that wasn't working well, that was no longer working? We are about to launch a new website. The old one is not, needs refurbishment, and it's actually going away. That particular um, vehicle is going away, so we're about to do that. That's a sort of ripping out, in a way. Um, I think there are other things as well. And another way to look at this is, are there rents in the fabric of our relationship that need to be mended? Certainly that's true of the larger United Methodist Church, and something about which we need to pray in the coming year. Because there's also a time to sew or repair. So I think about how we bring old ideas together to make new ones and how we stitch our church family together through conversations and moments of deep sharing and caring gestures and the love that we have for one another. And so you might also think about how you rip out or repair something in your own life. Time to to keep silence, a time to speak. How did we listen to one another? Oh, you're doing such a good job of listening right now. Now I want you to speak out. How have we listened to one another? We listen to one another when we share our joys and concerns every Sunday morning. We listen to one another when we pray in committee meetings. We listen to one another when we share in committee meetings. When we're brainstorming ideas, we're listening. How do we listen to God? That's a little harder to answer. Something that we all need to think about. How are we listening to God? sometimes I think we actually have too much noise in our service and we need more time of silence as I'm going to continue talking that we need that time when we can just listen for God's voice. And I think that's true in our own life. And then in terms of a time to speak, how did we share the message of Christ with our community this year? What have we done to share the message outside of these doors? Mm. We do have a website. We have a Facebook page. We did Ashes to Go, Blessing of the Animals, Services on Christmas Eve and Easter, the message of God's love out on the sign outside. And all of you, as you go about your work in this community, share the message of Christ with people, all of those things. The one that I think about that needs thinking about is how, when did we fail to speak out? That bears some thinking about. So you might ask, how might I and everyone around me benefit from my remembering that there is a time to be silent and a time to speak up? You might also ask yourself, how did I or am I listening to God? A Time to love. How do we show compassion and mercy this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bringing food through CASE. I keep forgetting CASE. CASE is all of this too, right? The many ways we help people in need. Mission specials, CASE, shared bread, family promise, rise against hunger, we can go on and on with that. And the many ways we care for each other, the ways that we say thank you or congratulations or We're proud of you. The birthday cards that we sign, uh, roses on the altar for birth, prayers of thanks, the thank you column in the newsletter, Graduate Sunday, announcements in worship, in all these ways, we share our love with each other, not to mention the hugs and the phone calls and the visits and the good conversations that you have with each other and I have with you. So you might think, how did I offer compassion and mercy this past year? A time to hate, a time for war. These are not words we want to think about, but you can put them this way. How did we act against injustice or seek to right a wrong this year? How did we fight against suffering and pain? And I think we did that in all of the ways that we help people in need, and I also would add in taking part in the open mosque day at the Islamic Center of Hawthorne, another way we were righting just wrongs. And so you might ask yourself, how did you go to war, as it were, against hatred and injustice in your life? Time for peace. How did we encourage Peace. Make peace, live peace, dream peace. How were we a blessing to our community, to the world, and to each other over the past year? And again, I turn to prayers and sharing and the giving that we do as individuals and as a community of faith. And so you can ask yourself, how was I a blessing? How did I live out peace? How will I in the coming year? I think you get the idea. It was interesting for me to go through this and to look at what happened in the church in the past year. And while it is clear that we have work to do and challenges to meet and callings to take up, I think God has blessed us and in turn enabled us not only to bless one another but to bless others in Christ's name. And so I say thanks be to God for the year 2019. And I say, thanks be to God for all the times and seasons in our lives and because all of those times and seasons of our lives and of the world are in God's hands. Years ago, I was introduced to the ancient Greek concept of two kinds of time, chronos and kairos. Chronos is chronological time, human time, the sequential time that we measure with clocks and calendars, the time that we mark at midnight on New Year's Eve. Kairos, on the other hand, means the right or opportune time, the appointed season. Kairos is God's time, and it is this kind of time to which Paul refers in Galatians 4. He doesn't use that word, but it is that idea, and he says, but when the fullness of time had come. When the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the Jewish law, born in order to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as children. At the time that God judged to be right, at the perfect time, God sent Jesus to be with us to show us God's love and enable us to be God's children. Because of this gift of grace, we know that in the fullness of God's time, change is possible. New beginnings can happen, and we can start afresh. Again, thanks be to God. We don't know what the coming year will hold for us or for our church. But whatever it is, we are in God's good and great hand. I look forward to sharing 2020 with you. And in the meantime, I join with Swedish diplomat and author Dag Hammarskjöld in saying, for all that has been, thanks. For all that will be, yes. Will you say that with me? For all that has been, thanks. For all that will be, yes. Amen and amen.